This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from and luckily there's a show called talk time we've been waiting for this for a long time Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news special guests and unbiased reviews suburban kids the hipster street dudes all can learn something new me too i heard words with no faith is empty i stayed the course though my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we got a really fun show for you today in a celebration of a great fight weekend this is a big fight weekend we already had ufc that just came by with john jones winning in two minutes to win the ufc world heavyweight championship I hate to admit it, but that dude's the GOAT, man. Like, I'm an Anderson Silva fan, but Anderson Silva didn't win two titles undefeated. Um, that's wild. That is um, that is amazingly wild. Um, shh, that's a whole other situation. We also have AEW Revolution this weekend. And if you want to hear me talk about my picks and such, you could go to Sunday Night's Main Event uh, and check out me and Boris talk about that and more on our uh rampage ramble uh podcast and man we got a lot going on but there was another fight that went on this week that started off that kicked off this entire weekend of fights that was creed 3 starring uh, uh michael b jordan and uh jonathan majors and we're gonna talk about that in our uh, talk topic of the week because you know i gotta i got some things to say about the movie of course and the fight more in particular um you know, this is a this is a Rocky movie. This is a movie in the Rocky saga. Um, and Rocky movies are known to have some epic fights. Got something to say about this one. 
very interesting, intriguing, and uh, significant, if you will. But we'll talk about that in our talk topic of the week. But we got a lot of great, fun news to talk about. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. We are going to kick this off with some very good news, very interesting news, I should say, coming from Nickelodeon. They've announced that a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series coming out entitled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. What's different about this one or what's more significant about this one is the casting. This is some absolute and, and, and it hasn't been said whether this is a movie or is this a series, but this is coming and it's coming with a star studded cast including jackie chan who will be playing splinter uh seth rogan once again playing a warthog as b-pop of great choice regardless john cena will be playing rocksteady we also have paul rudd coming in as mondo gecko uh we this one is a big one this one is huge giancarlo esposito as baxter stockman you, you sold me with that already you, that you couldn't have picked a better person to play this role oh he's gonna kill it he's gonna bring new new darkness to that character post malone is playing ray fillette it just to me almost sounds like it's gonna be a movie um I, albeit anime or whatever like that because you're not gonna have this star-studded cast in a c in, in a tv series i just can't see it hannibal barris is playing genghis frog um and then you also on top of that it just keeps coming you got ice cube who will be playing a character known as superfly appropriate and then you have the one and only maya rudolph playing Cynthia uh cynthia ultram you also have oya uh at berry as april o'neill now of course oya is black and you notice we're going to talk about this again in another subject that uh that has occurred this week in another announcement but you know black actress takes over the role of a white character it becomes a thing now take note <laughs> it this is nothing new this is nothing new she fits the voice for this character apparently if this is going to be a animated version she fits the voice i think this looks to be animated it could be live action i'm not sure uh, but they say voice cast on the announcement so it, it just sounds like this is going to be animated and you know, there's some people who are going to have a little t uh, hissy fit about it because of the nature of the character. Take note on a few Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, you know, ser uh, series, April is black. So people just want to, you know, bitch them just a bitch. That's just pretty much it. Um, I got no beef with that. Phil Lamar has been Aquaman for years and other people for years. Nobody bat an eye. Um, Cree Summers many to those who don't know Cree summers from a different world freddy if you will also elmira from tiny tunes she was penny before that but she was penny on inspector gadget nobody made a big deal about it nobody and it's just a thing man it is it, it is what it is um but people don't bat an eye about it but then there is also you know the other way around that you know some people have played black characters they played it appropriately some of them didn't 
and and, and it was just a matter of the thing is is like i forgot who had the discussion about this before but there was a, a discussion with actors a while back i forgot what it was but you know it was in a matter of people taking on roles that are not exactly based on their heritage and part of acting is being able to play the roles and let you be immersed into the role and be convinced that that person is that role i think the discussion of why black people needed to have more roles with black people because we don't have that many black people in these industries and in these environments enough to you know even it out that was i believe that was the situation before but if they play the role really well i don't mind it and if they play it respectfully i absolutely don't mind it um you know let her do her thing if she if they picked her for a reason let's see how she goes so i i got no beef with that but this cast is going to be awesome now what you noticed that i didn't do is mention who will be the teenage mutant ninja turtles themselves that has not been announced yet um they're keeping it really secretive which uh is very interesting because with this loaded cast here playing you know all of the other characters i'm dying to find out who's gonna play the uh you know the turtles i'm i'm really chomping at the bits now to see who's playing the turtles but no other announcements has been made this was announced at the uh nickelodeon kids choice awards by the way so um not sure who's gonna play that role or whatnot and and, and when, it, when this is coming out or whatever like that but this is pretty cool this is really really cool so looking forward to that you know what else i was looking forward to and i was totally surprised this week the release the digital release of dragon ball super superhero i've been looking for the release date for this for so long could not find it online and here it is pops up out of nowhere because they did talk about you know Crunchyroll is selling pre-orders for the physical version for the blu-ray and i'm a digital person i don't have any blu-ray at all uh so i mean i i've stopped getting blu-ray ages play last blu-ray player i've gotten was like the playstation 4 <laughs> and i would really never used it because everything i've watched was digital or streaming or whatnot so dragon ball super superhero is finally out shout out to kyle Abair. <laughs> and um you know i'll get to see this movie again it's awesome like one of my favorite dragon ball super superhero movies i mean my, one of my favorite dragon ball movies i should say and i'm not being biased at all it, but uh it, it, it is it was really well done we got some things that we've finally been waiting to see with um in, in terms of gohan at least and it, it was just a lot of fun it was a really fun episode um one of the one of like one of my favorite dragon ball movies since um bojack because that also involved gohan back then and gohan went into his own it was taking place right after the cell saga and they were in they were in this like sort of battle royal tournament if you will and bojack ended up you know bojack and, and his crew hijacked the whole entire thing and it led to gohan just going blitz so that was like one of the other times we got to see him really go at it with it but then we see this version of gohan which becomes beast gohan and then on top of that we got piccolo becoming piccolo orange or orange piccolo whatever like that um and then you had the androids the super the, you know the um the gamma twins you know so i this is i i really enjoyed this and everything about it if you haven't seen dragon ball super superhero yet 
go out of your way check it out it's available now on digital on all platforms uh so you can go get it there and if you were waiting for the physical version you can go to crunchyroll to check that out over there and pre-order for it and while i'm happy about that news i'm both happy and angry about this news right now about another anime that is coming soon ultimate muscle if those who watched this series when it was out on fox um this was one of the like this was an awesome awesome anime series and hilarious this was based around the kanikuman series which is a intergalactic wrestling anime you know is wrestling based on these aliens that uh from another planet that has come to earth to battle for the um for the planet pretty much and it was awesome it is still awesome i have every episode uh on, on um of the original series on digital and it's fun it's when you watch this when you watch that anime back in the day because it, it, it did two things it was hilarious it was controversial as hell too based on a certain episode that did blackface believe it or not no i you know i did an episode talking about this series um you could go into talktimelive.com and type in the search engine kanikoman and that episode will be up and i talked about the history of this series on there and that controversial situation um as well and the significance of that one and you know this one here ultimate muscle is it's like tiny tunes it's the next generation of superheroes uh of intergalactic superheroes that are all taken over you know all of the people from the past all the past kanikoman fighters or characters are now grooming their next generation in this one so there were only 77 episodes out and somehow some way uh one of these companies got a hold of this and were able to acquire it and put it on the blu-ray they will be selling it it will be available on may 30th no idea as to whether the digital version will be available i hope it will be uh i gotta find out for sure because i don't have blu-ray and i'm not a big fan of physical copies of anything so i gotta find a way to see if they will have it on digitally because i think they're losing like this company is losing big if they're only going to focus on physical copies they have to sell this digitally because i think there's a huge amount of people who now just you know buy digital versions of it you know so i don't know how much they're going to make and, and here's the furthermore like it's cost is way more costly to put out the blu-ray version of this than it is to, like do both i hope that they're doing both i'm still keeping an eye on this because i really want this series i thought it was hilarious some of the jokes in the uh in, in the one-liners and the jokes in this sh um show were absolutely funny as hell you know and, and some of it was just like you, it would go way over kids head and it was one of those things where adults only knew what the hell was they were talking about it was kind of like that tongue-in-cheek at the time uh fox for kids tv they were they had it on air back then and i'm like listen to, i'm i'm watching this show and listening to the lines that i'm like i can't believe they just said that or i can't believe they were actually going to go there because sometimes they would say a joke and then cut it off because it with the impliedness of you know what they were talking about and another show the ultraman series used to do that too it was like they dubbed it and they dubbed it with some hilarious lines as well um my goodness yeah if you're an ultimate muscle fan if you're a kaneko man fan 
be happy this is finally coming out somebody majorly acquired this and it will be out on blu-ray may 30th so stay tuned for that google ultimate muscle it'll come out from that point um want to give my thoughts on the torico cross one piece cross dragon ball z super crossover special that aired last night now very interestingly so for some reason they didn't show there's a two this this was a two-parter anime and for some reason they didn't show the first part they only show the second part of this i don't know why uh it can't be because of the controversy over the toriko and the, and the one in the, like for those who don't know there's a big situation involving you know a lot of the anime creator support of the creator Rorona Kenshin who was involved in some really scavy type situations involving kids I'll just leave it at that um and child situations you know unlawful child situations I'll just leave it at that but there's a lot of people a lot of his uh peers in Japan that you know they were supporting him regardless of the obviousness and he he was he's very open about it he's very transparent about it um and he didn't get you know he didn't go to jail for it you know it was it's very interesting but i don't know to why they didn't air the first episode but they aired the second episode but it was there it was really fun to see all of the you know to see uh hear sean shimo and i mean it wasn't just like sean shimo and and, and um you know the, all the characters they did get the original voice for uh Torico, which I believe is Pat Patrick Schwartz. Um, Sean Schimmel was also there, but also Chris Abbott. Like all of the characters were there. Um, from every from all the characters from Torico, One Piece, and Dragon Ball got some, you know, shine in this episode. So all the voices, the English voices were there to do that as well. It's really fun. It's a really fun episode, but I wish they would have added the first one, and I still don't understand. But if they have the second one and it's already dubbed they will have to eventually do or already have done the first episode um it it just doesn't make sense that they did it that the way that they did it and i don't know i don't i don't know what's going on with that it's really weird but i mean crunchyroll has done some really weird things to stay you know acquire funimation and everything in terms of releasing you know movies and you know dates for dubs and all the stuff i'm i haven't i watched i was watching the new tree gun anime and you know johnny young bosch returned to reprise the role as the voice and i was watching it up to the third episode and then all of a sudden episode four is not there and it's been weeks now since episode four is not there i haven't looked into why this is happening but they took all of the dub out and now you're just watching the subs again I mean, it's weird stuff like that, that I have no idea what's going on here. So, um, it is what it is. Well, I will, I will say this eventually it's probably, or if it's not already recorded, it probably will be recorded because it, the episode that they showed yesterday was part two of that episode. So part one has to be, has to come up sooner or later, rather on digital on Crunchyroll streaming app or whatever like that, or, you know, or on blu-ray or whatever sooner or later and eventually because they've reached that far to do it i just don't understand why it's it's just a weird decision to bring out part two but not part one really weird so it um if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out go out of your way to check it out on toonami i dvr'd it and i did kind of watch it last night but it was like one o'clock a.m east coast of course so 
uh, I will watch it again thoroughly, but it's really cool that they got a chance to see because I watched the actual original uh, theatrical released years ago and it was pretty cool to see all these characters come together um just reminded me of the video game j star uh victory versus plus where it's like all of these guys are coming together to you know battle in a competition and everything so i thought that was really cool what i also think was cool is disney's announcement and release of peter pan and wendy the trailer finally arrived and of course everything looks so awesome this looks like i i think this is time for us i mean we've loved hook for years we really enjoyed hook and robert williams and um and dustin hoffman uh you know portrayals for years and it was just one of the most cult favorite movie uh movies of all time but we it's time we need another live action series and we got it um i think this is pretty much a series this is not a movie but no this is a movie this is actually a movie i'm looking at the trailer right now and it just looks stunning it looks absolutely fantastic i love the cast one in particular i am really interested in and that is yari uh shahidi who's playing tinkerbell yes a black character a black actor is playing another character that was originally white and of course there's those uh, vocal minority figures out there that had to make a big deal about Tank. And it was like the, the, the argument here, the, 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 it, please people, there's a pattern. Don't make, don't get it twisted. There is a pattern of racism that happens here and double standardness out here. The argument, the defensive argument, see a lot of times the, the arguments that are being had rather doesn't make sense or they just arguing just to, just for the sake of arguing which means it's pointless the argument here is that like she wasn't the same uh blue-eyed or blonde hair white you know version of tink where was all this hate when julia roberts played the role and she wasn't blonde hair at all i mean she is white but she wasn't blonde hair at all but nobody had trouble with that issue this is the same thing whenever something that revolves representation comes up there is arguments there's issues i just talked about the deal with april o'neill and people were making a, a a vocal minority i gotta stress this a vocal minority was making more noise than anything and they wind up pretty much they wind up like doing really well first of all but a lot of times that these situations happen it, it just it bugs me because it's like we can't do anything we can't do anything without a vocal minority of people having to shout out, you know, or being afraid of change. That's the problem. It's just them being afraid of change and them wanting what they want. First of all, somebody pointed out best. I think it was um, Lauren and uh, TMZ. And I loved when she said this. She said, basically, where is the, you know, I is are there any fairies that can confirm whether there are actually black fairies in there you know it, is there anybody in the fairy community you know well first of all she was being facetious uh, and sarcastic for a reason because their fairies aren't real there is no rule about fairies being anything hell for all we know tink in the original series could have been light-skinned <laughs> like you know she could have been light-skinned black for god's sake 
there is no rule as to who could play take. There is no set standard for it, for the role of take. Because the mythology, the mythology of fairies throughout time has altered. It has never been fairies have been white, predominantly white. It's never, there's never been a discussion. There's never been a set role done. And if that's the case, we've had stories and cartoons and animated series about fairies all the time. And there's been um, a minority uh, there's like a, a, a various amount of fairies that are different colors and and pigmentations and whatnot like what is what is going on here like people are people try to be slick so much and they end up being stupid with it with how they do things like just chill allow things to happen stop being afraid of change just let it happen you know i'm ready for this when it comes out on april 28th and you should be too disney is continuing their path with this and this is the same thing with the um with the uh, little mermaid situation like every time they people see change they get shook the one time that they didn't was with was captain america's president like nobody had issues with that um at least we didn't hear it because you know it's select i will say this it, it's exactly what chris rock was saying yesterday it's selective you know, on his, uh, if anybody saw his, and I highly recommend going to see this, uh, this Netflix special that he did live yesterday, um, which by the way, I hate to say it, but like a lot of those, a lot of the, the, uh, the things that he was saying, he are, you know, the, the set that he did was the set that he was doing all around tour. And he just finally got it and did it live with the exception of the Will Smith situation. Now he talked about the Will Smith, um, deal a little bit in Philly. But he didn't go as far as he did yesterday. That was the only thing that was different. And he went, he drilled into that. He really drilled into that. Like so much so, I got to watch it again to really listen. Because he talked about how Will, you know, selectively, he had selective rage. Meaning, he chose to, you know, displace his anger and rage onto Chris Rock. About things that he was going through in his life. He And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the uh, post show, he said... If Kareem said that same thing and he was on stage, Will Smith would not have gone up there. They were implying that Will Smith did a bitch move. And it's hard to argue that Will Smith didn't do a bitch move. It was kind of, it was kind of in that premise of, you know, you only hit him because you felt like you were, uh, you, you can do it. And then Arsenio Hall also mentioned how Will Smith actually, you know, a, a white guy in, in, in a uh, filming of, emancipation actually did something really vulgar to him and he didn't do anything uh to him back and it was apparently some white guy or whatever like that um he arsenio has reason to believe it's true uh, nobody has confirmed that yet but that's gonna probably start some things but regardless i digress the issue is that people are going to selectively show rage on certain situations which means if they're not going to show rage to one person you're not going to show rage to Anthony Mackie when he becomes Captain America, but you're going to show rage because you think that, um, you know, the actor who plays the Little Mermaid or Yari Sh uh, Shahidi is weak. You guys are you guys are cowards. That, that's all it is. It's pretty much that's pretty much what that is. And I don't know what else you could call it. Like you're going to you're going to like try to, you know, bully them 
because you think that there's you know not you know empowered females or they empower people and they can you know because you you think that you can handle that but you won't st step up to anthony mackie for it because anthony mackie won't even have it. he'll go back to papa doc and clock your ass <laughs> okay so it, it's you know when, when when trolls people when trolls are online you really got to expose them for what they are and that is exactly what a troll is a troll is just a person hiding behind the proverbial bushes of their accounts and will say things to online that they would never say in front of people's face never i'm telling you i've had conversations with people online via text via commenting and then i actually had the opportunity to talk to people in person those conversations the context the vibe are night and day i remember i had um i had an issue with a guy in our acmg facebook group a while back and ended up inviting him onto a zoom chat so we can talk about the issue that he had and trust me the whole entire vibe changed because now he's seeing me rather than just talking to me online and i wanted to do that just to make sure that you know we get a we get an understanding of things in a discussion matter or whatnot and it, that's exactly what happened we had a much better conversation uh showing we had a much better conversation you know with us actually seeing each other and take note he didn't show himself until he felt comfortable enough to show himself when i assured him that everything was you know this was a sophisticated mature conversation and then later down the line like if you're in it if you're in the um and, and our discussion was about racial double standards too that was the other thing it was about this actual subject so if you're in the acmg facebook group you could go into our feature page and you can see that discussion i had there and like it was just one that we had and he he wanted to get his point across and i'm like let's do it on zoom because one we can hear each other we can see each other and there's no there's context there, there the context is much better and that's exactly what we did so this is the type of thing I'm talking about. Like when people are online, they will say whatever they want because they feel safe to do so. And they don't, there's no repercussions towards it. At least not as much depends on what they say, but trust me, let me, um, let them be in front of their face. Let them do it like in front of your face. They, that's not going to be a discussion. That is not going to be a discussion at all. Like they're going to have to get drunk to actually get, be the, 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 uh, prick that they are online at that point so you know we'll see but i am looking forward to that uh series to the uh, movie when it comes out i love um the peter pan series I i've read the book um i love the old animated uh series that used to come out back in the day that was awesome too and hook was also great too like i peter pan is just such a great story and i i really enjoyed it. i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with this and and kudos to disney for always being an ally in this case disney's not perfect disney has its history but disney has is doing is actually putting an effort to redeem themselves in so many ways um not only supporting representation of all you know supporting lgbtq and taking a lot of risk in florida because of it like DeSantis down in florida is not trying to hear them and he's got issues that dude got issues and he's selfishly putting them on uh displacing them onto disney right now and trying to take away disney's power if he hasn't already and it's just ridiculous so 
kudos to Disney for standing the ground and standing um, for everybody, every person who needs to be represented out there because it's greatly appreciated. You know, absolutely. Last bit of news. We got to stick to this has been a, all about racism, this whole thing. But I got to get my thoughts on Dilbert creator Scott Adams and his racial remarks. What the hell is going on with this dude? What in the hell is going on with people? Like, all right, I, I, I can speak for many to say that I was not like I, Dilbert was cool, but I wasn't really a big Dilbert fan like that. Like I watched the animated series. It was OK. Didn't last long for a reason. It's just Dilbert's not that funny. Um, the dog actually is probably more, Dogbird is a little bit more funny than, than Dilbert, but he comes along. He actually goes on video and actually gives off his views on black people. Like this is some in the cave, isolated, one dimensional minded mentality here. And I was, I would like to say I was shocked. No, I what? I would like to say I was surprised that I was, I was surprised, but not shocked. And that's a little bit different, but it's just for him to be that bold. It's just insane because of his actions. He has been banned. His Dilbert is no longer running in any virtually any newsprint or websites or whatever. He's been banned to, from everything and he's just an idiot man like why would you say the things that he said i mean he literally went off to say that we are not to be trusted to some extent I, I, let me see if i could go in here i don't want to go into detail because you could go find his stupid page and really see hear what he said but it was just it was insane but usa today uh new york times you know so many different uh, places have just basically stop using them period um that it was just it, it it was it was just it was i think what was more shocking was just the fact that he just had the audacity to say it uh say what he said and you know he he considered us a hate group like why like how about be around black people enough how how are you been around this long and that you that's the that's what you come up with You've been around this long, not being around black people or anybody, and that's what you come up with. It's just crazy. Get the hell away from black people labeling blacks as a hate group. Like what? Well, it, it, this is the thing that kills me too. It's like, for some reason, when people get to a certain status, now I'm not going to say white people. I'm just going to say people because we've seen, we've seen that happen with everybody who's rich and famous and get to a certain point in life. Not everybody. There are some very smart people <laughs> that will just stay humble. He's not one of them. And they feel like they are invincible. They feel like that they can do anything because they have so much money and they're so rich. You know, JK Rowling, I mean, look what she's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, why, when you reach a certain status, you feel like you, you, you can do whatever the hell you want and you'll feel protected. Now, I will say this. Um, what was his name on the uh, Today Show? Hassan. Uh, Hassan. Hold on. Yeah, Hassan Min uh, Minhaj, uh, or Minhaj, who just hosted the Daily Show last week, and he did a phenomenal job. 
I mean, you got to go back just to hear him talk about how he hated Twitter and how he and he deleted his Twitter account on air. Um, and what he said about it being like, you know, Elon Musk is has not not the real problem. We are. And he gave a very good understanding why. And I totally agree with that because I've been saying it myself. You know, we are the we we have a choice. We have a choice to, you know, to make our own decisions and we need to own up to that. And he pointed out geniusly in the best performative way possible. But he also did something this week in terms of uh, talking about giving his thoughts on the whole thing. And he said, and I quote, I've noticed one thing about certain uh, types of rich people or certain types of rich person. When they don't have problems of their own, they have to create problems just to make their lives interesting. He goes on to talk about JK Rollins in this case. And he was referencing, of course, about uh, the Dilbert creator. But then he goes on to talk about JK Rollins. He said, I guarantee I can guarantee you JK Rollins had zero opinions about trans people when she was on welfare. And you know, it's just, it's just so crazy. He may actually be correct on that, but it's a great perspective, but it's like, yeah, when you don't have that many problems, it does feel like that pe people tend to create problems or make it seem like, you know, they're victims or whatever like that when they have, you know, all this money and this acres of land and all this stuff. And they can do things that a lot of us can't do. And they, ha and they feel like because they're rich and famous, it, it, it garnishes them an opinion, which because we're in this influencer era and most of the people that has labeled an influencer aren't the best people to be influenced by. I, I, if I, anybody, if I ever get to a point in my life that I, you know, get to that status, like I gotta be Charles Barkley with it. I'm like, I'm not anybody's role model. <laughs> you know, what I do is what I do. If you feel that I do what I do is good and, and viable to you, then maybe that's fine. That's on you. But I'm not trying to tell you what I think and then have some demigod type of like such, um, you know, vibe about it. Now, what I do is what I do. What they do is what they do, but nobody should be influenced. And the whole influencer thing is such a crop because it's just nothing more than marketing. It's a trending marketing thing. So people can, you know, so they, people can make money off of the people that you're influenced by. That's the part that kills me. It's like what, you know, a lot of people don't understand. It's this whole entire generation is just a, it's, it literally is a hoax. It is a, a pretentious hoax that we all live in. And I hope that we can evolve from it someday. I've said that seven years ago. <laughs> I still have hope, damn it. But yeah, uh, good riddance to Scott Adams. Um, that type of mentality. Hopefully, you know what? For the, for what it's worth, I hope that down the line with everything he lost, because now he's pulling on Kanye type of move, I, he's probably not going to get canceled, and I don't care about that. Um, what I do care about is that I don't, whatever's going through in his life, I hope he gets checked. And when he gets, and if he gets checked, I hope that he sees the reason of his ways and try to seek redemption from it because it's that type of mentality that having a one-dimensional mentality is a dangerous thing to have you only see things from one, a you know one point perspective when there's so much to learn you have all this money experience time and you still haven't learned about things all you know a lot of things in life 
that's that's dangerous man that's why education is a very important thing to have um so we'll see um you know wish him the best in his health i guess <laughs> you know this is coming from a black man who is not a threat so all right folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i will talk about my thoughts on creed 3 and we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week and is my review of Creed 3, starring and directed by Michael B. Jordan. Also, writers Keenan and Ryan Coogler are back as screenplay writers and story uh, writers with Zach uh, Balin. R- uh, Ryan Coogler decided to, you know, step it back so, you know, Michael B. Jordan can get his shine on there. And um, in terms of directing, I thought he did a really great job here. Um, it's not the, I don't think this is his first directorial. Uh, this is not his directorial debut, but this is a he he carried it pretty well for the most part i will say like it, it, like the overall movie i thought was was it bad in terms of the creed saga i don't think this was the best one but we'll talk about that we'll talk about why about that but um in terms of story i love the story of this i love the story um adonis who has been fighting you know a really great career decided to uh you know retire he ended up fighting uh one of the first guys he ended up fighting i think in the first creed movie and fought him again you know in his last match of retirement he retired as champion and all of a sudden he's uh he's off trying to you know pass the torch to the next generation when an old former friend or yeah i i would say a childhood friend and uh a former box boxing prodigy he came back in the form of jonathan majors uh who played the character uh damien uh diamond damien anderson i should say and he was coming back for vengeance in a worse way so and i will say this now this will be a spoiler version of this uh we're going to talk spoilers here there are things that have happened here that if you haven't watched this i would highly advise waiting to you finish watching the movie you go see the movie and then come back to talk uh here because there were some um, really interesting moments here that it will spoil. It will spoil certain things, um, but you know, he came back. He's older now. He was in jail for like eighteen years. Eighteen years. Oh, 
man, when I think about stuff like that, I I think about my own life because it was a time I was like wrongfully arrested and accused for a crime. I never did. I wasn't even near the premise to doing it. If they would have, you know, if I didn't have the uh, lawyer that I had, I probably I don't know. I don't know. But to be in jail for 18 years, that much like 10 years, a decade, oh, that's a whole life getting away from you that that is wasting away and no lack of opportunities and things that they do and in case of damien he lost out on becoming what he, he could have been with adonis creed have been and he's older now and he just wanted to he really wanted to make sure that he get you know he makes up for the time that he did and i kind of get that in a sense because you know you went to jail <laughs> for 18 years trying to help you know your friend from getting hurt whatever like that and you take you get the hit i'm gonna try to get my life back as much as possible and it's even harder because he's a criminal he was already prosecuted he was always convicted of a crime you ain't gonna get too many opportunities so boxing is you know boxing is the best chance for somebody to get the opportunity to rise he doesn't have that much time he has to get money he has to get paid he has to get that title him up he felt that he needed to get the title but he couldn't because he had to go from step one all over again and he was not trying to have it and i like the way they wrote this into a situation that kind of connects to the original rocky movie in a sense where he ended up getting his title shot after a situation involving victor drago um getting injured during a during a party or whatever like that so they didn't have any other choice but to get damian anderson in there to play the role of rocky to play that rocky role in a sense and i thought that was really well done i thought it was it was so it was very well done in a sense that it did pay homage to you know and it paid it played importance to what happened dating back to the very first rocky with that whole thing so i like the fact that they did that um so you know this guy's back in his life he's trying to get what he's trying to get he's you know meeting uh tessa thompson aka bianca creed and here who's you know in her situation she's no longer you know performing music because of her hearing impairness um she's now producing music for other people uh even though deep down aside she wants to be able to perform she she realizes her limitations because if she performs on stage with all the audio and everything she feel like she will um her hearing will go away completely and she wants to gather as much as possible added to that she already has a daughter who uh amara creed they have a daughter amara creed who played by mila davis kent who was just absolutely the sweetest part of this movie um every time they put her on screen she warmed your heart she was so she was such a beautiful character and she uh she's i believe she is actually a deaf car uh you know character uh with hair and impairedness and it allowed them to um to have you know ALS, asl if you will american sign language um you know being put in through the whole entire thing so i thought that was really cool um and she's appeared only in a few other shows as well uh she was on the sherry show recently as herself um she was on a resident i think a year ago so they uh they casted her in and she did a really great job even though you you know you can never hear her, she did the same language she her nonverbal communication was beautifully done and you can just feel the warmth with this character i really like the way they did and i love 
the embracing of it at all and how everybody treated her around they didn't exactly treat her like a charity case they treated her just like as a normal human being and loved her every single month including uh felicia rashad who returned as mary and creed the wife of uh apollo creed who unfortunately has been through some issues herself she had a stroke um a while back and when they said that she had a stroke i was like oh crap i know what's going to happen here because if you watch any rocky movie you can't have a rocky movie without having some form of tragedy some form of fashion somewhere so you know she nobody has died yet and then they mentioned the stroke and i'm like up oh, let's see where this is going so uh you know she's there stay they're addressing that she had the stroke situation and we'll see how this go from there but you don't need a crystal ball to protect the obvious right there so um selena uh leva from orange is the new black and the lopez uh and lopez show uh, uh was on here as well i love this uh actor she is awesome she is stunning too i'm um, like she she is i i you know oh i really i you don't see it in orange is the new black but like in other shows that she plays she is no joke she uh she is she's pretty spicy <laughs> um, but she plays laura Sat um chavez who um is the manager and i believe mother <laughs> of um one of the fighters as well and you know who was supposed who um who was who um adonis was actually promoting because adonis is a promoter now he's kind of like floyd mayweather in a sense where um he's now pr just promoting fights instead of just you know entering fights and whatnot so she was the one that um damien was you know she was the one that was you know training her uh son i believe that's a son or a fighter or whatever like that and you know I, damien and them had beef because he was supposed to be sparring and, and this guy was taking out all the sparring partners damien came in and changed all that <laughs> he was like you ain't doing the same thing that you did to them that you did to me that's not happening and now we uh we ended up having a situation would uh would harris who i love also who looks exactly like jizza from the wu-tang by the way i'm god i wish you know when they did this re remake i wish he was the one that was doing jizza's uh role but um you know wood harris who plays tony little duke um burton you know also you know apollo's original trainer if you were or one of the original trainers he um and rocky's trainer the um he basically told adonis like dude you don't owe this dude a thing i don't trust this dude he's on he's on a path of destruction and adonis because of his guilt of what happened in the past was trying to you know vouch for him because he felt owed indebted to him <laughs> there's gonna there's an argument that that's true because there you know we we don't find out about what happened between those two and the guy leon who they were around when they were at the foster home or whatnot but there's a story a backstory that ends up coming in where the reason why damien went to jail is because he was trying to protect adonis from getting beat up by this dude leon and his dudes adonis uh leon just happened to be a guy who they uh that was supposed to be looking after them at the foster home that they were at and he ended up being very abusive to them and adonis just you know they went to they after this underground fight that they went to he went to the store he just happened to pass leon and he took matters into his own hands and raged out on him 
and then all these other guys started coming in and here's where damien comes in and ends up put, pulling out a gun trying to protect him and everything and then the cops just happen to come which they catch him doing and this is how damien goes away now while this is happening adonis end up running away and adonis was 15 years old at the time like i think any 15 year old kid would have probably done the same thing but by doing that that guilt stayed with adonis so much over the years but then he found a way to just avoid it and 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 just sweep uh sweep it under the rug and then damien comes back and everything just comes back again so he's trying to avoid it he's not telling bianca he's not telling his mom his mom didn't help it either marianne ended up hiding like damien wind up writing him a lot over the years marianne ended up seeing these letters and held it from him and then all of a sudden this makes matters worse because damien here is like oh damien now is like okay you've been you know all these years i backed you up i'm looking out for you i protected you and you're not even trying to hear me and then on top of that you're having a career that i wanted you're becoming the legend that i should have been in damien's defense i understand this like they're at the end of the day they they you know they made amends with this spoiler alert again but they were saying there's nobody's fault. Eh, that's the most mature way to go about it. In hindsight, they both did some wrong in their world, but Adonis really did kind of, it, it, again, I, I think if Adonis didn't know that the letters were there, I think he would have responded. I think he would have looked out for them, but Felicia Richard character also didn't play too. And you know, this is this whole thing. What I love about this, this story and how it was written it's all about cause and effect and had marianne not hitting those letters who knows what would have happened with their relationship uh, damien may have not have come out like ready to rage on the world he wouldn't have came out and beat the living crap out of um you know uh chavez uh character and you know I mean, it's, it's just so much to that that has happened and my god I would even say like Felicia, I mean, um, Marianne probably wouldn't have got another stroke and unfortunately died, which she did in this, um, it, that, that scene right there, that Felicia Rashad, this is the reason why I love Felicia Rashad. She is so awesome. She's always been awesome. Say what you will about, you know, Bill Cosby and the Cosby, and the Cosby show or whatever, or just Bill Cosby in general, not nothing to do with the cast nerd because the cast is legendary and beloved, but Felicia Rashad is one of my all time favorites. And when she did this role and she did that scene where she was kind of, you know, the stroke really took a toll on her and she started, you know, getting some form of dementia right in the last few minutes of her life and didn't realize that Adonis was there, but she thought Apollo was there and she started speaking to him, calling him Apollo. I was like, wow, that, that right there, that right there was really, really interesting. Um, but man, it was, uh, this was, a a really, really, really touching, touching scene. It was a touching movie. You knew some type of loss was going to be there. <laughs> All right. So we got from there. Let's talk about the fight because that's what it comes down to. All of this drama, all the stuff leading to the fight. Before we do, I do have to mention 
because the story this the story of this like pro wrestling needs to take a um take a lesson in how to book angles like this because adonis i mean um damien of course he you know adonis keeps telling him like he wants to Adon damien wants to be uh get the championship fight he doesn't have enough uh, much time to do it like the, the lifting time that was going to take him to do it at his age he probably wouldn't be able to do it anymore which is true like you know he's been in there for 18 years 18 years is a long time and it's a waste and that's so much time he could have did you know going up the ranks being undefeated whatever like that he's older now he even though he's still in incredibly mad shape he's older now he's trying to get it where he could get it and i see where he was going with this and I, I saw this coming a mile away so they ended up going to the uh release party that um bianca was there and victor drago was there as well as the uh i keep forgetting who the other guy was that uh was that he was fighting but he ended up he ended up um going there and then some dude came in and damaged victor's victor drago's hand and he totally you know totally keeping him from fighting in the main event fight the big money main event fight this led to damien take it getting the opportunity because adonis you know felt like you know let's go let's do this you know it worked for rocky it could work for here and unlike rocky rocky didn't win that first fight diamond damian anderson did he killed this dude in a ring he also did so by taking out his uh shoulder he punched his shoulder almost dislocating it and he kept going for it now i don't my, my wife asked me was that illegal and I don't really think that is. I've never seen that as an illegal deal. Now, he, he, I think he need him. He got two points taken away from him because of an illegal blow. He, oh, it was the elbow. Now he elbowed him and the referee respectfully took away um, two points, which means at this point, Adonis, I mean, Damien has to knock him out in order to win. And that's exactly what he's planning. He, we, he, his whole game plan was deep. It was deep and I hate to say it, it was kind of, it was smart. It was very smart. I was going to say dope, but I was like, no, that was just, he, he kind of went the wrong way with it. He was unethical with it, but he took out his arm. So he can't use his arm, but then he elbowed him too. So he's now, once you get elbowed and you got a scar on your face, that's all you're going to keep thinking about. So he psychologically messed with this dude and he ended up just taking him out from that point and won the title in his first professional match ever. And then before um marianne died she you know had a conversation with adonis letting him know that you know the letters were there but also the picture that uh she that he also gave her too one of the pictures that had the same guy that injured victor drago so lo and behold damien set the whole thing up so he could get at so he could get that fight and get that money and that's exactly what he did you can't get more pro wrestling than that man <laughs> okay so that's what i'm saying like that angle was perfect for pro wrestling i mean you need to it needs to be said but um the fight itself this is the part where i think i love the fight but from a person who's watched rocky films for says the first one and i heard sylvester stallone said he wasn't gonna watch this and i think if he did watch this fight I think he would have been pissed because Rocky fights are known. Rocky fights are very much known for being organic, natural. 
um really realistic really like pulling punch like everybody knows who who are fans of rocky movies and watch rocky movies that a lot of the fights that sylvester sloan did yeah they were they were staged but they were pulling punches like they were making sure that they were really making it look like an actual fight so the intensity was there and everything and they really put it in um michael b jordan said that it, um that he you know it was a, he's a big fan of anime and anime boxing stories now there's two legendary anime uh boxing animes out there the one that he loves is the one that i love hajime no ipo and my god if you are a fan of that anime then you saw in that fight there was a lot of references to that there was so so uh, there was a quite a few references to the to that fight and how they fought in there um and some of the like i've watched hajime so many times and let me tell you they're the characters in there in there that i absolutely love um one in particular i, I the one thing i was looking for was the dempsey roll we got the dempsey now the dempsey roll is something that you know mike tyson made famous but in the anime and the and the anime actually um Epo uses it and here diamond uses it in here uh so you got to see a lot of that but one in particular that i saw that actually adonis was using was one from um from the character rio mashiba which is i forgot what they call it but he, he um i wish you guys could see what i'm doing but he puts his arm down he's kind of like um puts his arm down and he swings it left and right if you watch the anime you know exactly what i'm talking about um and i've watched these like these are exact stances like boxing stances that were used in hajime no ipo um as well and then also there was that one punch that they that that punch to the gut that um diamond did to creed which was a which pay, like an homage being paid to was it was it was an homage being paid to um dragon ball z uh it was the punch that um goku did to frieza like put his whole entire like fist in it <laughs> you saw like his fist just pulling up so they kind of played that too there was also what really made it strange to me was they also did something very anime inspired all of a sudden the fight is there they're in the dodger stadium and there's a moment where they have this kind of a anime like montage metaphorical anime montage where all of a sudden there's no more crowd the crowd disappears it's like it was supposed to represent that it those two are the main focus they're not paying attention to the crowd it's all about them and to them they they don't see the crowd they just see them i get that and then all of a sudden a prison cell opens uh, you know comes out of nowhere and all these other visual you know uh metaphors coming out anywhere everywhere and i'm like this is the first time i've ever seen this in a rocky like movie this as much as i i like to fight the uh the uh the big fight i can understand why Sylvester Stallone won't watch this movie because this was far and away so different from any fight that is even the ones that ryan coogler did were like you know made to pay homage to the rocky style michael b jordan decided to go a totally different way now i don't know if because 
you know, they, he did this on his own merit. And Rocky, he knows Rocky, you know, he he knows Sylvester Stallone wasn't going to see it. He has beef over it in that way, direction that they were going. But also, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's any animosity going but you know there's obviously some animosity but you know when creed first came out and there was you know awards being given out and sylvester Stallone won for that there was a time he did not give credit to ryan coogler or you know or any of the cast or whatever like that when he when he when he um did that movie um and people really felt you know they they, they really got a bad taste out of that so I don't know if it stems back to that and this is why they made the decision or what not to do. And then also there was talk about doing uh Victor um Drago uh movie, which I would love too, because I like the Vic, uh, Victor Drago character as well. Um But yeah, I can see why if some people may not actually like this ap- a particular fight because of that one little section of it which kind of took away from the whole entire fight itself i would have preferred like as much as I, I get it and understood it and i still enjoyed it if it was up to me i would rather see the old like the classic traditional way of doing a rocky fight rocky style fight and that's just basically let it all just happen in the ring because if I compare this, if I rank this in fights between the Creed saga and the Rocky Balboa saga and the Rocky saga, this is far and away the least favorite of my fights because they added that metaphorical anime, you know, homage to it in there. There was so much story being told to the fights in the past movies by just letting them be fights. Um, this was like Marvel Studios version of a Rocky fight, you know, if, and, and had this fight, had this fight been done in another movie that wasn't connected to Rocky, I would have said as dope. For this being a movie that's, that's, uh, centered around the Rocky universe, this was kind of a slight letdown in a sense, but again, I enjoyed it. For what it was and i appreciate it because it was kind of a anime you know it was it was inspired by anime and they for what it was worth for that reason it really they really did a good job i really liked the way they did it it's just putting connected to the rocky like deal it's like you took a you you had this theatrical uh metaphorical type of thing but you took away the soul of what this movie's about and that's just these two just putting it all in and i wanted to see all of that so by doing that doing that scene within the scene it took away from the the fight we didn't get to see we didn't get to see the actual full fight because it just automatically they get get into the sequence and then they go back and we see the crowd again and all the stuff and then by this point this fight's pretty much already ended so there i mean even though we all enjoyed it in the theater everybody cheered and all the stuff and you know got you know you know was rocking out like it was a pay-per-view it was just weird to see that scene if we go back and watch any of the rocky fights in that same theater and we have it was a real fight feel to it and i wish they would have stuck to that um but with that said the fight was dope um it was great i just you know in terms of if if i rank best rocky fights ever that fight wouldn't be that fight would probably be the last you know by default 
not to say that there isn't really not a bad Rocky fight or, or Creed fight ever. Um, it's just, they just went about it a different way and it was respect to that. So overall, great movie, great writing, great story told cast was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I should also add that. Um, I should also add that it looks like Creed, it looks like Adonis is over, but the end of the movie was showing that Amira was starting to get that fight bug in her. And there was a part in the movie where she, you know, there's a part in the movie where she goes to school and, you know, she's, she goes to the school for the hair and impaired and lo and behold, there's a bully in there too. And she was drawing her knocking out her dad in the ring. And this girl comes in and tears it up. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Amara, she punches her. So, Bianca, you know, there's a there's a little bit of a debate between Adonis and Bianca. Bianca feels that she needs to find a way to um, address her anger in a different way. Adonis agrees to an, to an extent, but also said that she has to find a way to protect herself in case a situation like this happens again. So on a DL, Adonis and Amara ends up learning, you know, he ends up training her how to fight. By the end of the film and after the match, he ends up, we see them in the Dodger Stadium all by themselves and Amira's in the ring and she's really throwing hands like for real. Like she, she has technique and everything already. I think they're going to do another Creed that's going to be involved with Amira, and that's sort of going to be that's going to be very awesome and interesting indeed. So I think this was just a prelude to the next chapter in the Creed saga. Um, so I am excited about that. I think that's where they're going. And so this the Creed saga is not ending anytime soon. I think Amira is going to be the next one up, and they're going to focus on the females. By the way, I will say also, I loved the um, the presentation of the film, and again. Like they do with all of them they have the, they have you know uh a lot of real world you know they had showtime represented on there um they had a whole bunch of different legit promotions mauro ranallo was in there um i i haven't seen mauro ranallo since he was in wwe nxt and the fallout with that i he's one of the best commentators in the biz bar none um jacob stitch darren was was back as well and you know one of my favorite you know guys in combat sport he used to be fully mma but um he reverted back to boxing and all this stuff and you know he's legend that dude's a he's he's the best cut man in the business like legit like he's having that type of legitimacy is awesome i also heard todd grisham uh was in the uh the, formerly of wwe was in there as well i didn't see him but they said he was in there but um overall great film really great film in terms is it the best rocky or even the best creed film nah i think creed 2 was better um but this one was still a solid one you know michael b jordan did a great job directing this um you know right uh the cougar the kugler brothers and uh zach uh balin did really great with the uh, story here um and the cast was just phenomenal it was just so great i i we had a great time you know the only thing we didn't enjoy was the rowdiness of our theater which is why i never go to that theater during the nighttime and my wife learned a valuable lesson there so why we go to the good theaters now so um if you haven't seen this yet go out of your way check it out this is another great addition to the creed saga 
uh albeit in my opinion not my favorite of the bunch but damn good one really damn good one and if you're an anime fan if you're in particular a hajime no ipo fan you will really enjoy this i think that's the only reason why i will let go of the fight the the final fight of this because i am uh i am a fan of that anime is one of my favorite underdog animes of all time and the fact that he paid homage to that was just dope all through the all through the movie all through the movie you can see it you can you can see some of the boxing stances and the boxing moves and stuff that they did in there it was just awesome also adonis is becoming the new goku because apparently everybody he's fought he's now friends with <laughs> it is so goku out of the blue like when he like victor drago is now like the new piccolo of this bunch um and is uh, the guy that he fought prior to was also like you know a guy that he, um you know he's now friending too so he's he's officially been he's the goku of the uh rocky universe at this point so there is a lot of significant anime ins inspirations in this movie uh so you won't go wrong with that but if i'm going to give this a grade um i will give it a b plus i thought it was really well done i, I don't like i like again the story was very strong didn't particularly like the uh the I, I didn't I would have liked the movie the the final fight better because that's what it comes down to the final fight everything leads up to a great final fight is great but they added that theatrical thing which was okay but a good old-fashioned Rocky fight would have been better without the theatrics nonetheless but it doesn't take mean that it wasn't enjoyable to watch at all so go anyway check it out when you get a chance and uh you know nothing not showing Michael B Jordan's gun and Jonathan Majors you know great 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 fun movie there so folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live the prime show hope you guys enjoyed this next week i forgot what the hell's gonna happen next week but we'll be covering next week with something as well um i will on select start be reviewing woe long fallen dynasty for the playstation 5 um a game that i thought was gonna be like one of those it is actually a souls game but um there's a catch to that and we'll talk about that because i i may have found the the uh way to get through this game and uh it's been very interesting so i will be reviewing that next week and covering all the news in there and i do have some uh developing guests that will be coming up too so stay tuned for that it takes time for these to get these guys up and running so what can i say but stay tuned we'll be having them very soon it's just only it's just now march trust me it's as we go down the line it's going to get a lot a lot better to this point if you like this episode in every episode of talk time live you could go to our official website at talktimelive.com you can see all of our audio episodes our audio and video interview exclusives there of all the people that has come on to this show and you can also enjoy all different types of other uh great content uh our panels from repop are on there and in, in the media section you can also ch um, check out the blog page which i have content there and there will always be new content there down the line as well so you know check it out there you'll enjoy it easier way to listen to the show and uh keep supporting the show from that you can also support the show by subscribing and download to your favorite podcast platform which we are everywhere where podcasts are played that is including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora and tumblr of course if you go on the tumblr you can go on the search engine type in talk time live we are there you can listen to it click the link or the video player whichever uh, version of it that you're listening to and you can listen to that episode there so folks thanks again um right now just going to get ready for aew revolution tonight i cannot wait and before i forget 
I want to give a big shout out and happy birthday to the man responsible for all the music that you hear every week on this show and on the Select Star Show. That will be Chris Davison, aka DJ Cutman from Game Chops. And uh, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for being alive, to be creative as you are, and to look out for me in the ways that you have. And uh, just the support that you give me is just absolutely fantastic. I couldn't do this without you. And, you know, your music helps me weekly. It helps invigorate me weekly. And um, it helps the show. It helps the quality of the show. And Game Chops, if you guys want to have some real chill music of your favorite, uh, you know, video games, especially retro games, go over to music.gamechops.com. You will not be disappointed. This man gets a lot of downloads, a lot of streams on uh, Spotify for his music. Go out of way, check it out. Happy birthday, brother. Much love to you. That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.